Welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. I'm Matt Kirshen. And someone I haven't seen for a while. Yes, yeah. Visiting I, America. I am, yes. Mr. Russell Howard. How's it going, mate? Very well indeed, yeah. Very well. Um, just here for... Well, we're in LA until uh, Thursday, and then I was just saying we're off to Ottawa. Nice. Have you been to Ottawa? I haven't. All I know is that it's the tricky uh, trivia correct answer of... I mean, it shouldn't be hard, but like I feel like whenever Americans are asked... It's the Canberra of Canada. Right, right, right. It's right. the... Everyone assumes Toronto is the capital, I feel like, of, of Canada. Right. When Americans find out that it's Ottawa. Uh, I okay. have been to Ottawa, but I was there for a day and I did a gig and then left. That's kind of what we're doing. But to be honest, we're doing that a lot with America at the minute. It's kind of depressing because a lot, I traveled around it loads last year and really took it in, whereas now we're just in rooms you know when you do that thing? I've been to yeah. Nashville but I've only been to a room in yeah, Nashville I had a look at your I, I had a look to? yeah I had a look on your website at your schedule and it's like yeah you're sort of one night in San Francisco yeah. one night in Vancouver yeah. one night which works in England but here it's very different do yeah. you know what I mean like when you tour in, in England you might do sort of one two nights maybe but you know by and large you can get home from wherever you are and then here yeah, <laughs> you're it's like just, it's literally a continental flight yeah but it's great though because you're you must find this having been out here it feels like your eyes are a bit open and you sort of observe things that you wouldn't when you're back at home yeah, yeah it sort of seems like a sort of thing yesterday there was a tv in a petrol pump oh yeah uh, yeah Ugh, exactly everywhere. and it but, yeah, but we don't have that in england it was just like how overstimulated can you get it's, i mean it, and it's <laughs> who wants to watch tv it's, with fumes you know? <laughs> no one likes it no they're they're marketing to you you yeah. know like but it just doesn't make any sense but the i guess the point is is that uh, as a comic in england i was just be like oh well that's what we have yeah. do you know what i mean but your brain goes we do not have that over here and your brain kind of kicks in yes yeah, so. so you get to be that sort of I feel like that beat just being a Brit in America, you yeah. get that sort of next level observational comic. Yeah. Where they're like, how is he noticing these things? Yeah. And in my case, it's like, well, because I've lived here for a decade. Yeah. But Have you been out here for 10 years? Well, I've, wow. I've been here properly for half a decade, I wow. think. I, but, but last comic standing that got me out here in the first place was getting on for 10 years ago. Wow. It was summer of uh, 07. Wow, this it's pretty cool, eh? Yeah, I think so. Until, Until you kind when, of think, like, what have I done with the last 10 years? <laughs> yeah, but that's the same for everyone, though, isn't it? Just gigs and gigs and gigs, and then you sort of look in the mirror and you go, oh, I'm 37. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. kind of weird. It is. Sometimes, every so often, when, particularly when there's a Brit out here, so like, like uh, when our mutual friend Steve Hall Steve was Hall, out here yeah, yeah. a few months ago, and we are just yeah. reminiscing about things that happened at a gig, because we were doing like we were doing all the new act clubs around the same right, time. Right, yeah. right. And you suddenly go... Oh yeah, that was fourteen years ago. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was. Well, Steve's been my support act in England for years, and he's absolutely brilliant. But he reminded me of the probably the most disgusting. This is a question for you two before you hit me yeah. with questions. What is the most unintentionally uh, kind of rude thing you've ever done? Oh shit! Should I kick off? Give you some time to think. Go for it. So I was shaving um, with an electric razor before a gig in Blackburn in England, which is very glamorous, and. Um, I, I shaved and it was kind of sort of I basically I shaved all over Steve's sandwiches uh, and, and hadn't realised and he watched me do it and saw this kind of thin film of kind of blondy gingery hairs and he went what have you just done and, and you know when you, it's like your mum telling you off and you go I've shaved on your sandwiches and he said why do you do that I do not know and it was a really great moment when you go, God, what the fuck's wrong with me, man? I'm, I'm so angry. sorry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, it was exactly that. And I kind of went out and I deliberately went to a supermarket and I bought every single sort of type of sandwich that they had as a way of uh, saying sorry. And then shaved over all of them. Yeah, that's what I should have done, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that was mine. How about you guys? Oh my God, that's I've, a great I've done question. Similar, my window's open. I don't know if I should admit to this, but like I've done almost the same thing yeah. um, I have a swim I, I know I'm always talking about swimming sorry listeners but yeah I have a swim meet coming up this weekend nationals for this masters thing that I do and so like once or twice a year I'll, I'll shave yeah. for like a big meet and last December for the like regional championships I was doing that and I just sh- I used clippers yeah. got all my body hair on one towel that I was standing on yeah. I rolled it up and took it right outside that door and just shook it and then um, <laughs> and then around the corner came my neighbor oh, and like just full, full big, into oh, my closet I didn't mention what it was full big Lebowski right <laughs> yeah, in the first. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim, my friend, uh, our mutual friend Mark Olver, who's a comic in England, when he was 14, uh, just out of utter boredom, 
and and it's kind of strange because he would have only just puked. He <laughs> shaved every hair on his body. He was in his bath, was completely bored. Shaved He's every bored. every hair, and then kind of went into school the next day. And he had like one friend, I think, and he was like, "Oh, you'll never guess what I did. Shaved all my hair." His friend, no word of a lie, had done exactly the same thing. <laughs> so it was just really weird kind of wow. thing without even telling each other, and they were kind of itchy together for two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that a good must be idea. the weird thing when you finish that. When, yeah. The, when the itch grows back. I mean, like, luckily I don't go, at, like, in college when we used to do it, I think I was using worse razors or something, or maybe shaving too hard, but I'm still using the Western razor that past guest of the show, David <laughs> Angelo, uh, our friend got, briefly was in the business of making uh, safety razors, and those wow, seem to be, wow, yeah, wow. It's, you have, like, they're it, great. It's just one they're, of those, you know, there's like a, there's a subset of comics yeah, yeah. who always have something on the go. Yeah, well, Tom Rigglesworth's like that, he makes vapes. <laughs> Yeah, he sort of he made this contraption. He's just like, yeah, that's what I found out how you do it, and now I make myself. <laughs> you know, just kind of that weird thing where you go. But does he just perfect. make it for himself, or is he now marketing them online? No, I think he just you know just makes them for himself. Yeah, but yeah, I love that. Just there's sort of there's a, there's, there's a, a real side hustles in this business, and that's one I hadn't heard of before. Is starting your own razor company? There, there yeah, is. I mean, that is does, he, does he do that in the middle of a gig? Just sort of say, <laughs> I've got he, merch. In case your beard's feeling bushy, and then just pull it out. <laughs> he just he's just always shaving through the show, and then not waiting for someone to ask him a question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the rudest because that like. I'm sure it's unintentionally the second is, rude. Is yeah. Where, I mean, you didn't mean to shout. I mean, I guess I could have instantly yelled, no, pukes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's as those, I'm sure the second is finished, I'll think of 10 ruder ones. But or, but I rem- there was one, it was like there was this BBC writer's workshop that I was, that I went to. Right. Every so often the BBC, because it's a public corporation, will just put on these free workshops. And if, like someone invites you, if you know someone who, I knew someone who was a junior producer and they went, hey, if you want to come along to this thing. Yeah. So we were there for the day, and then someone was sort of giving a talk about something. And for, just, I tuned out for a while. I just tuned out. And then at the same time, just got hit with a, with a yawn. And I just forgot I was in public, so I just gave this sort of almost cartoonishly yeah. loud yawn. So it was, it was like I was like aggressively yawning at this man talking. They're all full. And the then I just had to apologize because it, was, it wasn't just like a, it was like a. <laughs> and was it one of those where you kind of sort of they happen maybe it's one out of twenty yawns where you become sort of briefly lizard like, and there's just that that thin yeah. like that because how are you, you guys s- not? I'm I'm stifling a yawn so hard right now. Yeah. that you've described this yeah. elaborate yawn. Like I want to yawn so badly. Kind of works like because like if you say yawn or you yawn at somebody that. Start yawning. Yeah. Also, with dogs as well. Like when my dog yawns, I'll yawn. Yeah, and vice versa. I think, right? Hey? Dogs can, you catch, can make like you can make a dog yawn. Maybe? Oh, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, Which I, will be <laughs> the title of the worst reality show. Welcome to another show. episode of Welcome to. <laughs> so yeah. you think you can make a dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the winner is whoever you've got to line your breed up, and you've just got <laughs> an Alsatian, a Pug, a Jack Russell, and you can do them in twenty seconds. Like there was, um, I, I'm gonna say I was around eleven. 11 years old roughly there about and it was a chemistry in school mm-hmm. right and we were uh, we were making copper sulfate crystals little blue crystals yep. which uh, remember the process of getting it back onto science but you sort of just make a really concentrated solution of it yeah. and then you just leave it to set over a while and then you take the crystal and you put it in some more of it and it's, okay. it just as it sets it kind of crystallizes but there was while the teacher was talking there was just like a pestle and mortar in front of me with some stuff in it. Right. <laughs> and like, I, I'm naturally fidgety and I just yeah. like, you can't help but like, it's really satisfying. Pestle and mortar, pestles and mortar is really, yeah. yeah. what is the correct plural there? Do you pluralize both in that Mortars one? Mortars and pestles, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're... The pestily mortars. Yeah. They sound like a really good band. <laughs> really edgy. But you, just, it's really satisfying to just get, mm. to crush something, like to be like grinding something. Yeah. I tell you what's very satisfying when you get a tomato pip in your teeth and you just puff it. Oof. Oh, but that is good. It takes so long to get it out. Yeah, though. but when you get it, yeah. it takes a little while because they're slippery little swines, but when you get it just right, and you just feel that. Yeah. I can, uh, there's, I know of at least one listener and past guest of the show who has a tomato phobia that that would set off. Oh, really? Who's that? Uh, past, uh, friend of the show Sarah Morgan can't be near tomatoes specifically because of the little the gooey bit in the, even really? describing it right now I'm sorry Sarah oh, I should probably right. give you a heads up I, Jesus I forgot we had this conversation it's a good yeah. job she didn't work yeah. in vaudeville wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I was just crushing this, and the teacher was just describing the process, and she went, and in the end, you'll have some beautiful. You can already see where this is going. I can't. You actually. can have some beautiful crystals, and I've made I made some last oh. week, and here. Oh. And she's nice. just looking around, her like, now where are my where are my crystals? Has anyone seen like <laughs> I just sort of moved the pestle and mortar onto <laughs> the table? Just like everyone just looked. She like she couldn't find them. She couldn't find the whole thing. You never fell. It was like place. this fine blue powder now that was inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to think of hundreds more afterwards. Right. Yeah, I mean, in. like I can't. Uh, I, I I already have one on deck, but it's too it's too uh, personal to okay. someone else. I think so. That one can't be it. Okay. It'll come up during. Maybe I'll come. Something else will come to me. Right mm-hmm. in though. Like, or tweet us at probably science, and you can tag. You're at you're at Russell Howard, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't really do Twitter, but yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, am I okay? I don't know what I am. I'm, I think that's what I am. In fact, <laughs> yeah. in fact hashtag, at, at Howard, yeah. hashtag it unintentional rudeness. Yes, I like that. I like that. Uh, and speaking of fears of tomatoes, uh, I'm terrified of spiders. How about that for a segue into our first story? We can't. Okay. Well, you know what? Before we get into the quick? story, sure. I just want to find Let's out uh, what we, we like to ask our guests this before we get fully going. Yes. What was your background in science, if anything? Um, and sometimes it's just like a class that you liked or you hated or or something used to blow up in the woods with your friends. I was never really... I was never mad keen on science, to be honest. But um, I always like hanging out with you. And my friend Steve said this was fun. <laughs> so I thought I'd come along. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. I was more... Um, yeah, I was more an English man. English and history were the things I liked at school. Yeah, with that. Science. I, I, I always I struggled with things that were definite, that, that had a tangibility to it. Where See, that I was the exact the opposite. Answer, whereas I preferred, well, the answer could be this. See, yeah. I was the exact opposite. Well, I'm a natural blacker, but you're very precise. It's kind of interesting in your comedies where your comedy is very. I guess. I think a lot of people who come up from a science, there's a lot of really brilliant comics who are kind of. Uh, sort of look at comedy in a really sort of fascinating almost mathematical way Dimitri Martin has that right do you know what I mean that, yeah dun, dun, dun. like a puzzle to be solved yeah yeah whereas and then there's a whole sort of and I love all that kind of stuff because I can't do it but yeah I'm very much um, uh, well it could be this but it could be that but it could be this hmm. yeah I yeah. get that well, yeah. tell, tell us about spiders, Andy. Okay, yeah. yes. Uh, listener, actually, I'm not sure who said... Oh, this is uh, Justin Broad, who is a long-time listener, who sent in hundreds of stories over the years. Sent us a story on uh, National Geographic that 50 new spiders have been uh, discovered in Australia. Wow. Thank God. One the size of a human face. Oh, God. <laughs> and they, they also, some of them, capable of diving, jumping, and dancing. Yeah. Yeah. During a two-week research mission... Sorry. No, I was going to say, like, do you find... You've played Australian numerous yes. times. uh-huh. Was your impression the, f- the first time I went to Australia I was basically expecting To be constantly attacked By spiders and snakes Yeah well I I'm exactly the same It was It's um, Yeah And I actually stayed out At Ross Noble Who's a comedian from England I stayed in his garden <clears throat> Oh and he was like much. He's much more rural like. Yeah I mean he was way 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 Out in Melbourne And um, uh, Me and Marek Larwood Who's another comic we, we basically couldn't do it We kind of stayed inside it was oh. too terrifying. Oh really? Yeah. But did you actually see stuff, or was it just the potential the idea of? Outside. It was the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I just thought we're going to get just bit by something. And we're going to die. Yeah. I've got the rest of this Melbourne run to do. Yeah, and I just want to get inside. And also, we're on a TV show called Bert's Family Feuds, and me and Marek wanted to sneak in and watch it. It's like Family Fortunes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So that was it. We wait, wait, what's the, how does it work? What's the premise? Of the- oh, it's like yeah, we asked a hundred people. Uh, what is oh, it is the- just oh, normal Family Feuds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, top thing you'd have in a fridge. Yeah. But it's the Australian version of it. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah, they so they did one spiders. with spiders. <laughs> um, so, they, they, so they found fifty in a fortnight. Fifty new ones. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, I mean that screams laziness on their part, doesn't it? Do you but know they know, hadn't previously. Yeah, yeah. But they've just sort of come along, going, "Yeah, it's a big old, big old fortnight." There, found. Uh, well, they, just, they just lift up one paving slab. <laughs> we found loads of them. Oh, they're probably all different. But it's incredible, isn't it? And like, as, I, as far as uh, finding fifty different species, I would think so. But then again, sometimes when you get down to the smaller scale of animals, it seems like there's way more than way more species than you'd think they you must know, have like, run out of names after oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this that. one's just steve yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and what, were they all definitely different or have they got like different haircuts <laughs> he's got a mohawk he's got a side part in there what? <laughs> yeah this one's uh what i love is the arrogance of the brits when we came to australia do you know we took foxes there we took for foxes. hunting purposes exactly <laughs> we, we, we got on a ship went, we'd better take some foxes in case they haven't got anything for us to hunt and they, they must I love the idea they dropped the first fox off and a crocodile just appeared and went, I'll have that and then a shark swam up at that crocodile and all the English went okie dokie okay we're going to need yeah. bigger horses to yeah, chase yeah, these yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just the arrogance of it you know hilarious uh 
Yeah, well, they, I, um, I, I was just on a Catalina Island, just had a little holiday. Where's that? It's just, it's, it's actually just off the coast of LA. It's okay. like, um, it's like an hour boat ride. Oh, nice. Off the coast of Los, sort of between Los Angeles on the way to San Diego, but it's this island that it has this sort of. It used to be a sort of playground for the stars and stuff. Now it's a more general holiday destination. Right. But there's there's bison all over the island. Oh, really? Yeah, right. like, uh, well, buffalo. We kept calling them buffalo, and then they kept. They never actually out and out correct you, but I don't, still don't know exactly what the difference is. I but we're, You made so, it sound like the bison corrected you. I presume yeah, people, I think you find them a bison. <laughs> well, they, they do it that sort of subtle way of, you go, so the buffalo, and they go, yes, the bison are. Uh. Um, but they were brought there for a movie in the 30s. Oh, my God. <laughs> they just awesome. couldn't get them back on the boat. Bloody hell. So now they're just what? like, I guess that's a thing that this island has. Jesus, that is the fuck. How lazy could you get? <laughs> but so no, they had dreams of stardom. They thought, we'll go here. We'll do this little indie. Before you know it, we'll be doing big production. We'll get in a, a Michael Bay film. But it and was just left. It was just back in the 30s when they were just like, ah, fuck it. You know, we'll just put put animals there and you can do whatever you like. Right, it's only right. animals. Yeah. So all, all these all these thousands and thousands of years, that, that there must have been one animal on there. He was top dog. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then, <laughs> so there's a new thing. Probably a chicken walking around going, I'm the man of this yeah. land. And then one day the bison rock up. Fucking movie star bison with yeah, the yeah, Hollywood exactly. attitude. Yeah. They're They've got, stairs, yeah. got chairs with their names on the back. <laughs> well, they were, they were saying, like, one of the guides on a tour we did was saying that um, because it's his own ecosystem, it's, it's pretty uh, like even the, when there's the same there's certain species or certain types of animals that are only found on the island, yeah. and even when it's the same ones that you find on the mainland, they they're different sizes. Like quite often they're smaller. The bison are about they said something like thirty percent smaller, and quite a lot of things are smaller. Right. But then a few things get bigger. Weirdly, right. The rattles there are rattlesnakes that are more venomous on the island. Right. And then I can't remember what it is the rattlesnakes eat now. I'm blanking on that. But whatever it was, like the, whatever their prey is. I think it was the squirrels. I think the squirrels are bigger and the rattlesnakes are more venomous because they're in a like oh. rattlesnake squirrel arms race. Wow. How do the squirrels get bigger? They just because they just get bigger to better withstand rattles, yeah. rattlesnake well, venom. How come the squirrels here don't get bigger? Is that the, it's their only predator? Because I think yeah, I think they, they just have it. more space. Yeah. And there's just more variety of things that more things that they can that the rattlesnakes can eat. Man, I just want to go under cover of night and introduce all new animals to Catalina now. Just to yeah, see. just see what happens. Yeah, like oh. what, what's the what's the punishment if you just went with like twenty chinchillas and just like let them loose? Could somebody find you and like penalize you for introducing? I, probably, yeah, yeah. I don't I know. I mean, it'd be a phenomenal court case. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just seeing various animals, sort of as your. No, we were just going for a holiday. Tell them, weren't we? Yeah, he's going to take you back. See, I was just taking all my chickens for a two-week jaunt. And my rattlesnakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a good idea, though, isn't it? Right. Yeah. But what? What? But it begs the question: What is the? What animals do you reckon you could sort of? Maybe that's what Richard Gere was trying to do all those years oh, ago. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to go to Catalina. They had a strict no gerbil policy. Would have been a really good excuse. No, yeah. no, no. I, 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 <laughs> Is it better to be an animal drug mule or just have a, a fetish about... Uh, I, were you trying to give them a new life? Yeah, okay. you know? it's, and I think the, it's like the Underground Railroad. For the best thing gerbils. you can do is give them a new existence after you've shoved them up your ass. Right, right. <laughs> That's what I've always said. How the hell does those rumors that make zero sense? I've never understood how they even. But it's really, it's really funny, isn't it? All the useful bits of information in your brain that, yeah. that kind of come and go. But we all know that Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah, you may. How, how you may not need to say anything more yeah, than his name. Like absurd, how little? Yeah. How many uh, different celebrities did you hear rumors about having their stomachs pumped and? Full of semen. Right. Full of yeah. what? I've never heard that. you never heard any of that? Mm. Who did you hear it said, Oh, I'm trying to remember of. who I first heard it about, but it, there's a few yeah. of like, yeah, they had to go to the hospital to get their stomach pumped and it turned out to be 12 different types of semen. Oh, wow. Which, by the way, firstly, like, firstly, if we do... <laughs> if you get a stomach pumped, they're not testing for semen. <laughs> not testing. Yeah. And no, even if they get as far it. as this was semen, yeah. at no point do they go, well, let's get it to the next level of the lab to find out how many varieties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is a lot. This um, is like yeah, I think wait, I heard it for new kids in the block and yeah. it was each other's or something. Like, Jesus, loads it. Wake up, Maureen. We need an expert. And how also, many, if, how many if different strands directing in that, if Japanese pornographic scientists have taught us anything, <laughs> it's that there is almost no limit to the different amounts of semen that someone can healthily withstand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, okay, yeah, so I, spiders, spiders. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, a two week a two week research mission yes. uh, in the Australian bush. A team of twenty three scientists and rangers <laughs> identified fifty new species. In an interview with Australian Geographic, not affiliated with National Geographic, this National Geographic article makes a point of saying, <laughs> look, Hattie, uh, one of four arachnologists on the expedition, Robert Raven, said the diversity of the spiders was mind-blowing. According to the magazine's report, the spiders run from the size of a fingernail to enormous tarantulas whose legs could span the width of a human face. They were found on Cape York Peninsula in northern Queensland. Um, one of the species that has scientists particularly, particularly excited is a peacock spider that displays an elaborate dance in order to attract females. Right. I think I've seen... It's like the birds of paradise. What's that? Have you seen the birds of paradise that What's do that? that? So it's a... It's a oh. um, it's on like a Richard Attenborough documentary, David Attenborough. Um, and um, yeah, in, to, in order to attract the ladies, the bird of paradise do a little dance. So suddenly they're kind of black and then blue, green, yellow, indigo sort oh. of appears. And every single time they film them... Uh, it kind of cuts to the lady just looking at him and go, no, and then flying off. <laughs> it's absolutely heartbreaking. They never show them working. Do you know what I mean? You never see, here we see the male, a bird of paradise, doing a lovely yeah. dance and then cut to them banging. It's always like, you know, him Steve. failing and then he has to fly back to his mates and it looks like his mates are going, you've been on telly, mate. He's just smashed you, that twat. It's He's just been like in a hedge. The, the opening casting calls for American Idol. It's just, yeah, oh. it's heartbreaking, man. <laughs> it's I still don't get rejects. this. Then. So is it a, it's a separate island off of Queensland. Well, it's a peninsula. Uh, it's a peninsula. Right, yeah. okay. Cape York. But... Yeah, so this peacock spider does this elaborate dance. Other notable species include a spider that mimics the behavior of ants and spiders that dive beneath the surface of the water. Wow, so there's an impressionist. There's a sort of a Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> this is full America, like America's yeah. Got Talent. This they, is. I mean, they've got a cabaret going. Um, Can he do Trump? Is, <laughs> yeah. This, uh, so, so they discover the aquatic variety while waist-deep in a creek in the middle of the night. The re- here's we go. The re- research was part of an expedition called Bush Blitz that is funded by the Australian government and private entities. Yeah. Some 1,200 species have been discovered by the research push since it began of 34 expeditions. Wow. That, I mean, that's pretty successful. Seems like it's that's a good, pretty good amount. Good blitz. Um, so the the recent the 50 discovered species puts the number of new spider species found in Australia at 201 since the program began. There are 3,500 known spider species in Australia, but estimates run as high as 15,000 that have yet to be, identi- be identified. Wow. How I don't know spi- there that many. How many spiders do we have in England? Two. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Right. We just don't have that range, do we? <laughs> you just I'm can't compete. Think, but it's, and it's also the thing in Australia when you're there, you just, you just, because there's so many kind of different animals that can kill you, mm-hmm. you kind of don't know particularly with a spider you go is that a good one is that a bad one what am I meant to do you know yeah I I have I not got stung by a jellyfish um, really last time I was there yeah terrifying absolutely terrifying and did you think like did you know what type of jellyfish it was uh, no I like proper panicked and uh, kind of ran up to the lifeguard and was just kind of you know blubbing and then my nephew who was two at the time also got stung there was lo- that was the clue basically why there were no locals in the sea yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of I'd taken him out for a bit of a swim and then and you're suddenly the awful uncle who- yeah right and then he was screaming and screaming and it was that like there, w- there weren't many lifeguards there it was just this one guy who was looking after him and I kind of felt a bit bad because you're like I'm also in pain but <laughs> look after the baby yeah yeah but it was um, they have to put vinegar on it apparently like they yeah. all think you're in a piss on it oh, you know, that was the worst thing I went you know should I urinate imagine <laughs> if I get caught pissing on my nephew and then they're like my, my sister why? comes around what are you doing imagine yeah. if no one had even heard that that's possibly yeah. a way to treat yeah. the stink it's not even lethal <laughs> right? like, <laughs> but uh, yeah God. frightening but, 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 but your head is just kind of going ah, this is going to be the worst I'm going to die because well, the reason for the vinegar or the urine which doesn't really work is um, the stings are alkaline yes so vinegar neutralizes it oh okay but yeah, so the uric acid, I guess, in your urine, which isn't a very strong acid. To be yeah. With, so. so I remember seeing that. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was in Australia. Yeah. Near certain, on certain beaches, they'd have like a little first aid box and inside it is a bottle of vinegar. Yeah. Oh. Just on a, on a little post, like a little wooden pole yeah. on the beach. And um, I wonder if whoever started that rumor is also the person responsible for Richard Gere and or stomach pumping. It's like, also, you got to pee on jellyfish in Richard Gere's. Absolutely. I want to find out if there's. How that rumor got started? Yeah, it's there's got to be a story behind it. I think there it's was. just a, it's, surely it's just a pervert who's quick on his feet, yeah. isn't it? But in the meantime, uh, speaking of spiders, I forgot a couple weeks ago, Justin also sent in an article about the fact that spiders could theoretically eat every human on Earth in one year. Okay, 
the uh, so it's like a spider's man versus food. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are there. The Earth has about twenty nine million tons of spiders. That's the weight of the world's spider population. Right. As much as four hundred seventy eight Titanics. That's just spider. <laughs> and. Um, there was a study <laughs> they always do that don't they where they sort of measure it. it's always like how, how big was the T-Rex or oh, five buses do you know what I mean like, what it's, it have, yeah. like, what's the Titanic got to do with the amount oh now I get it now I understand spiders yeah oh uh, it, it was Rod Stewart's stomach who got pumped yep, that's right yep, yep, that's yep, the version yep, I heard yep, me too okay um, but filthy yeah, Rod Stewart <laughs> This article said that the world's spiders consume somewhere between 400 million and 800 million tons of prey in a given year. Right. Um, so that means that spiders eat as least as much meat as all 7 billion humans on the planet combined, which we, we all add up to be a 400 million tons of, of human flesh, and spiders eat between 400 million and 800 million tons. So okay. they, eat, they could eat all of us in a year, basically. Right. So what we need to do Super gross. is sort of gaffer tape people we don't need. Yeah. To um, sacrificial peninsulas yeah. in Australia. You're with the spiders now. <laughs> and we can, we can improve the world. Yeah. Uh, Who's first to go? So Richard Gere denied uh, about, in 2008, well, of course he's gonna deny denied it. that he'd ever stuck a hamster up his up himself. Yeah. Oh, it was hamster. Well, that here's the thing. Oh. He denied it was a hamster. Ah, uh, see, that's very clever. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky yeah, and ever, Gere. And everyone just kind of went, oh, okay, fair enough, but never thought about it. Yeah. Until I think one day we'll get that kind of, you know, they're doing lots of documentaries on Netflix these days. Right, right. And I'd be very surprised if we didn't see one from the gerbil's point of view. A bit like that Amanda Knox one. Or like you kind of see like a six part where that gerbil comes, yeah. living a life suddenly. Or like just a really well produced eight eight part <laughs> yeah. podcast. With John Travolta playing. playing his lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so what was the source that you found the uh, interview with Richard Gere on? Uh, Village Voice. Man, I wonder how many times a reporter has actually brought it up to him. Mm. Or it's got to be like in his contract that you're not even obviously you yeah. can't bring it up, right? Like, except that one person who he answered to, I guess. Yeah. Poor <laughs> oh, guy. Like, what a random, just to have been weirdly specific. Out. But there must be there must be have been like a wonderful moment. I would imagine, like where let's say like a young family, let's say a dad and a daughter, you yeah. know, they've just come back from the vets or a pet shop. And she's holding like a little, and like Richard Gere must statistically must have walked past that happy new family, and the dad must have looked at Gere and gone, right, like that, and it must have just been this kind of like, or, or, or even better, just moved his daughter to the other side, just so that he's between Gear and the daughter because she's part gerbil. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Just that thing, you know. You know, he can't be trusted. But you would imagine if you ever found yourself in that situation, you wouldn't say it. You just look at it, and his eyes would go, "Fuck yeah. off." <laughs> but you but know, your eyes would go. Poor Richard. I know it's awful, isn't it? But <laughs> it doesn't matter what he thing. does, even yeah. at, even at the funeral. You know, all the films he's done, he's probably done loads of kind of charity work. Somebody at will the go, funeral, someone's going to make someone's a joke. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard, yeah, yeah, exactly. I heard his dying wish is for his coffin to be inserted into a particularly long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a giant gerbil model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know why he's like that, didn't you? His mum tried to eat him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right? That gerbils, that their mums try and eat them? I think if they're, in some cases, if they're like the runt of the pack or whatever. Right, okay. Sounds uh, I had pet mice and oh, when one of them died. that. Why would you have that? I did it, it was a mistake. With hindsight, it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. But I think I did it mostly to piss off my mum. Right. They're uh, kind of cute. It's it, sort of weird that uh, we just decide. Or because I thought it'd be kind of like, cool to have, the, to have the animal that people didn't like as a pet. Yeah. They're very unlucky though, aren't they? Because like we, we had mice in, in my old flat in London and it sort of struck me that we, you know, we've got like traps and stuff it's horrible yeah. you know ugh, and you sort of there's various ways you can kill them there's the one where they kind of eat something and then they kind of send out a message to the other mice don't come here this is a house of death right. and that's kind of meant to be like the most humane but to me that sounds horrendous but at least you don't see <laughs> I haven't one. heard of this one so it's it makes psychological them... warfare <laughs> yeah it was what, yeah there was this guy and he sort of you know that's the most humane thing but it sort of struck me like if mice dare to go in your house you know you guillotine them yeah or you kind of give them this or you poison them you know you sort of destroy them whereas if birds come in your garden they have a little bath or you know have some yeah, feed yeah that's you, a good point there must be a moment where a bath a sort of bird has looked at a mouse dead on a kitchen floor in a house and just gone yeah my life's better than yours <laughs> yeah there's, yeah. the, there's, a, there's like a 1% feel. 
That's bird a, privilege. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, eh? I'm starting like, to feel guilty for that poison I put in the birdhouse now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even and out. They get well, houses for fuck's sake. That was the, yeah, that, we that was built an, stuff for them. We yeah, built yeah. homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got this little house, even though you can fly and you'll never need. They probably just go in there, shit everywhere, and then fly away. Right, imagine like putting in the corner of your living room just like a little. Oh, it's a mouse house. Yeah, yeah. You just have a little mouse house I'm, for the mice to hang out in. I'm now looking up whether. My thing with birds is, is my question to you, you science guys, you know what you're talking sure. about. When pirates um, used to make love, did the parrot come with? That's a very good scientific question. If we have any scientists, listeners who know whether pirates would make love with a parrot on their shoulder or not. Yeah. I mean, I would have to assume it'd be hard with the rocking to keep it. Oh, you have to do it general, and you're on a boat as well, Christ. That's true, yeah. Uh, while we're talking about... The, and the commentary would be the thing that put me off the most. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, is it just going to be... Can I exactly not now, Samson? <laughs> All right, Jeet Samson, apparently, is the name. I've, What's I mean, called Polly? Should have gone Polly. Depending, a good name depending on the, her imitation skills as well, that could really uh, jeopardize any infidelity. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Oh, she doesn't like that, like your wife. Jesus. Um, not now. I'm now looking up... Because uh, that's the other urban legend, and again, how it got started—the idea that Alka Seltzer makes seagulls explode. Oh yeah, wasn't that from? Wasn't it the Happy Mondays that did that? Did, is, is yeah, that like a- yeah, because in the 20, in twenty-four hour happy uh, party, people, is, do you know the Happy Mondays? Uh, I think they were kind of banned a bit like the Stone Roses from the a New Order. It was all sort of around the same era. 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of mid eighties, yeah. Um and Hacienda, all that kind of caper. But in the twenty four hour party people they gave a load of alcohol uh, to a load of pigeons and killed them. Wait, so they just perpetuated that it's not possible, right? Wait, I don't think so. I'm, I'm sure it's not good for a pigeon it. and it might well kill them, but the version I heard as a kid is that they, it will start to fizz and then the bird will explode right. in the air. Well, of course, like your stomach has all kinds of release. Yeah. I mean, it has one main release valve. Yeah, you would never have, but it's have a, that oh, rapid. It's a constant stream of bullshit that's fed to you as a kid, isn't it? Like, yeah. oh, don't, you know, if you change your face, uh, don't pull a face. If the wind changes, right, you'll right. stay that way. Or swallowing seeds. I actually believed bad yeah. things about swallowing watermelon Or swallowing seeds. chewing gum as well for that. Yeah, matter. chewing gum never left your system. Of yeah. course it does. What, what, it what, just, yeah. I wonder what if it's different growing, growing up as a kid now that like the internet and Snopes exists. Oh my God, it must Because that, wasn't a, that wasn't a thing when I was a kid. When, I, when yeah. we were a kid, you just had to, unless you go to the library and spend 50, like 20 minutes researching something, yeah. you just believe the bullshit that yeah. the other kid tells you. Yeah, completely. Now, my, my every, now kids have smartphones in school. My, my Spanish teacher would spend half of every class just spouting stuff that's now so snopesable. But what kind of was, stuff? Like he would like. Have you heard the story about how like Chevy Nova they tried to sell it in Latin America and it didn't sell because Nova as two different means words, do not go. It does not go. go. But to say that people can't distinguish between Nova and no space va is to say that like English speakers don't know the difference between the word notable and seeing no table. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you have a you have a concept of this two words versus one oh, word. A yeah. no table man. What does yeah. this mean? Yeah. How, can, how can he be so famous and lack the most basic of furniture? Yeah, and then um, he's told us that Ivy League schools are called that because there are originally four of them, and it was like Roman numeral I I V for the four. And it's right. Total. Like, I mean, I guess you know. Uh, not, isn't it just because ivy is, grows on the outside of the building? I, it's like, probably. I, I forgot what it actually is, but it's not that. But he, he had so many of these stories that he just loved, and they're all like these great, like, oh, it turns out kind of things that yeah, sound yeah. like fun factoids that are all bullshit. Yeah. But the class would just like, and also, whenever he's telling these stories, and that's don't why have to it's be called. Spanish, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I love a teacher who. Nothing's better when you're a kid than an easily distractible teacher. Oh, oh yeah, God. Once you sort of know their weak point, once you know, once you know what they're interested <laughs> in. Like, I remember the, one of my favourite moments from school. We had a teacher, uh, and there was a girl in our class called Lydia. Was trying to get her calculator wouldn't work, and she was sort of knocking it against the table. And he screamed out loud, "Lydia, how would you like it if I banged you against her desk?" <laughs> And yeah, that was about a week gone for us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Imagine that. 13, just crossed. <laughs> Absolutely lost it. It was beautiful. He uh, was a shaver too, Mr. M- Mr. McDonald's. One of the two shavers? Yeah, he, no, he used to, our teacher used to cycle a lot. So he'd, oh, oh, he'd, oh, he'd oh. shave. Yeah. He'd tell us that as well. It's a weird thing to do, but... Uh, you don't want to, help. as an adult male teacher, though, inform your class that you... Oh, he had Vaseline on his table, so yeah. we were on him. Like, <laughs> hey, you've been bumming. And he said, no, actually, I haven't. Um, I, I shave myself because I go cycling. You know, that's it. Um, oh, I'll tell you what. Actually, I forgot my science thing. You know the... Um, oh, I don't know what you'd call them, but they're, you have a Bunsen burner inside them, and you have to shut them. What would you call oh, those? Like a vent- oh, oh, like a, like a fume cupboard? Yeah, possibly, yeah. I used to get locked in that. That's my science <laughs> that story. That can't be safe. No, right? it was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> but before, like, um, register, like, uh, me, my friend Scott used to put me in them. Jesus. Yeah, and I'd try and fight my way out. 
But and he would can hold you it actually, down. Oh, you just hold it. You can't actually lock it. I'm assuming. No, no, no. Yeah, they yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. Everyone would hold it down, <laughs> and then you sort of have to run back to uh, is play it, present. Is it? Is it glass? Can you see? Glass. You can see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this yeah. is like. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. It's like a fume cup, but it's got a big extractor fan, and yeah. it's so that yeah. if you're doing stuff that. Gives off working. noxious gases. But it's yeah. like, and I was like, like every time I was like, Russell, get out of there. Like, oh, yeah. So I put myself <laughs> like, in right. Yeah, I did it on purpose. <laughs> yes. and there's no one so else, is it? so much fun, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm sorry for punching myself and putting <laughs> yeah, yeah, myself yeah, yeah. in a cupboard. <laughs> I love turning blue. <laughs> there's nothing. I chose to do this, and the five people gathered outside yeah, are yeah, merely yeah. enjoying yeah, exactly. the show that I'm putting on for them. Um, hey, uh, I want to do this um, embryo story, because quite a few people sent this in. This, yeah, this, ar- is, this, is this the artificial story the womb story sent in by Sean Gordon, Justin Broad, and uh, new f- new listener and tweeter Lex. This is a scientists have come up with a an artificial womb, right? That can grow. I'm going to show you a picture of this. The picture's this been is, making the rounds. This is a baby have, uh... sheep. Oh wow! This is like a sheep embryo that is not yet like in an early stage of development. Yeah. Um, in a, what looks like a sort of plastic bag. It looks like it's sort of vacuum sealed. Yeah. Right, it looks right. like a packed lunch. <laughs> it does. You'd be really upset to get. You're like, <laughs> I asked for tuna mayo sandwiches, for Christ's sake. And you've just given me a lamb embryo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does look like something you get if, like, somewhere in the Middle East in a supermarket. <laughs> you're yeah. like, yeah. everyone eat, it's normal to them. Everyone eats it. Uh, but here's, here's, like, the after picture. Look at how much more it's developed. Wow. So this is... um. An external artificial womb scientists called Biobag successfully grew fetal lambs and can one day solve the complications premature human babies face outside the fetus. Oh, amazing. They tested eight fetal lambs for, for four weeks using the artificial womb. Yeah. The baby sheep were at the human equivalent of around six months of gestation yeah. when they were placed inside the bags. And they need many scientists because if you count all those sheep, what will happen? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I like it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm so sorry. Never apologize for that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Does that work as well? We've all tried it in our, um, in our adult lives. I don't we? think I've ever managed to make it work. Because when you're super tired, you think, yeah, yeah, I'll count a few of them. But just anything anything that sort of stops your mind from racing, I think that's the idea. You yeah. just, like, I find a, 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 a dull radio show, or just, like, I find something quite boring on Radio 4. Don't you have some podcast that is... Well, it's an immensely successful podcast called Sleep With Me that's someone talking monotonously about really? just gibberish. Wow. I mean, it's not total gibberish, but it, like, the stories don't really go anywhere. And it just... It has a soothing voice. Oh, so you're, nice. never, you're never annoyed to miss any of the story. Cause that's what if you I, want to stay up and listen to it, it's pretty funny. Like, it's the guy's entertaining, yeah. yeah. I find... I, I would sometimes... I haven't done this for a while, but I would go on the Radio 4 website yeah. and I find their driest documentary. Yeah. Like, it's something that I'm not really interested in and I don't really care about, so I don't... I'm not focusing on the words, but it's just enough. It's it's enough focus to stop my brain from darting off to other places because that's yeah, the yeah. thing that keeps you awake. Oh yeah. Uh, I sleep these days. I sleep with earplugs in and my fan on and a white noise generating app called Rain Rain going on my phone. Wow. Just for fear of when I wake up, there's a shower of the apartment next door. There's you can't sleep through the shower turning on. Right. So whatever time they're getting what is up, the, you're what is the noise? Up. Is it because I used to have a lot? Is it? An, like I, the, actually it's a great I, I'm going to plug some other stuff today that I don't make any money for but uh, the app called Rain Rain has all these awesome uh, let's play a little game you okay. guys got to tell me what this white noise source is ready okay they get kind of specific so I mean like this is this is just the original rain sound okay it's nice right oh I like that yeah okay can you but tell it just me feel like any second you're going to hear how about how about this that is sand being dropped. It's also rain, but what's, oh, it's, what's oh, it's, it falling on? Is it falling on plastic? It's rain on a tent. Rain on a, rain tent. Rain on a tent. tent. That's really specific. Wow. Th- oh, there's, there's hundreds of these. How about... Uh, well, that's kind of rain in a gutter. Rain on a tin roof, yeah. sure. Can oh, you get like just a rain on uh, a kid that's just put on a lovely uh, suit for his prom? <laughs> 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 Fuck you know. <laughs> does it does it have other non-rain? It has non-rain things. That yeah. feels like rain on a shed. That's just a crackling fire there. Okay. You can do camping mix. That's that's the rain on the tent. Do you know what I love? Everyone listening to this at home now will be <laughs> playing along. Asleep. Go on, do another one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is my favorite recently to sleep to. Is that 
what happens in Kim Kardashian's brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, uh, do it again, do it again. It's think, uh, think um, transportation. Oh, okay. In fact, there's a whole category of transportation sounds on here. So that feels like truck in the desert. Airliner. airliner. Uh, okay. Ah. And then only five more, Matt. Train. Well, that's not. That, how is that calming? That's all. I, I think that one's nice. Horrible no, traffic. Yeah, that feels like the beginning of Lion. I love this. <laughs> so this one's kind of hard. It's a dishwasher. All right. So okay, this, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay, lamb. Okay. This lamb. Listen, uh, I thought it was fun. No, it's yeah. <laughs> Still going. Everyone would have played along with that. Dishwasher, um, man. Go on. So lamb. after four weeks, they were put on a regular ventilator. Yep. Where researchers observed nearly ideal health conditions. Right. Uh, then all but one, which was able to breathe on its own, was euthanized due to animal protocol limitations rather than any instability. I don't know why they needed to share that with us. Oh, allowing the scientists to look at their organs. They discovered that the artificially grown lambs had heart, hearts and lungs that developed correctly without any abnormalities. Alan Flake, a fetal surgeon at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and his colleagues published their research in Nature Communications. They said their findings showed that a fetal lamb developing equivalent to an extreme premature human infant can be supported in their system for up to four weeks. Uh, he says, I'm still blown away when I'm down looking at the lamb. Um, I, I think it's an amazing thing to sit there and watch the fetus on its support acting like it normally acts in the womb. It's really an awe-inspiring endeavor to be able to continue normal gestation out of the, outside of the mum. Yeah. So these biobags are made of translucent polyethylene film or yeah. plastic... They're near sterile and connected to a mobile support platform that incorporates temperature and pressure regulation. For the last 50 years, scientists have attempted to create an artificial womb for growing babies. The biobag solves the problem of fluid contamination and eliminates pneumonia in the lungs. The baby sheep are covered in an electrolyte solution similar to amniotic fluid, and a pumpless circuit allows the fetal heart to power blood flow on its own. Oh, I guess I never thought about that. I've So... Yeah, in in human uh, fetuses, they don't. They're they're is their own heart always doing the pumping? It's never been forced. In, I guess I thought. I'm not sure. I don't know shit about how. Uh, yeah, how I don't know either. Develop. I thought somehow like the mother's heart was was forcing it into. That doesn't make any sense though, does it? Yeah, it's got to be yeah, pumping. Yeah, it's just one of those I've never contemplated. I'm not sure. So extreme prematurity is the leading cause of infant mor- uh, morbidity and mortality. Right. Attributed to more than one third of all infant deaths and one half of cerebral palsy. Extreme prematurity refers to a baby who is born at or before 28 weeks. These babies are often born with a number of potentially life-threatening complications, including respiratory disease, lack of swallowing reflex, and low body temperature. So that's a pretty cool thing to be doing with you. Yeah. yeah. More testing before they can try humans, try it on humans. How long do they reckon? I don't know. Uh, three years, wow. says the article. Jeez. About three years for the first in human trials. Yeah. And then, are those pictures going to be published? Because those are going to be terrifying. When you see a baby in a bag. Or even though adorable. you know it's alive, it's still... Like, even these pictures are pretty disturbing, even though you know that the animal is I don't know. If you see those alive. ones where the fetus is swearing, those, they're always good, aren't they? <laughs> Let's have a look. Then, when they're what? When they're swearing. You know you sometimes see a pit and then like that. They've got oh, they're like putting yeah. the finger? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It really does. It's very matrixy. It does. It will still looks tasty. That's the problem, isn't it? Like, I'm really trying. Yeah, but I'm really trying to uh, to go vegan, and I think that's a sign that I'm not ready yet. Yeah, I look at that and don't think. Oh, how far? I, I do. I just think with some spices, we could turn that into a fabulous face. How far have you got on the whole vegan quest? Um, well, it's a lot easier in LA. Isn't yes. really, isn't really a thing in England. <laughs> Um, you know, um, but yeah, not not. Well, very depending on which cities you hit on your yeah, well, North I, American tour. Well, last year we did um, when me and Mum did this uh, travel show. It was kind of quite easy, and we were kind of like you know not having much meat and kind of drifting towards it. Mm-hmm. And then we did a week um, at uh, in North Carolina. Oh yeah, oh, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Oof, that was tricky. Amazing, <laughs> like where everything yeah, is barbecue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just delicious. But Christ, man. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, I'm veggie and oh, yeah. like. And going through like um, like San Francisco, New York, any anywhere California, right, right, right. Um, yeah. and like most major cities, you're generally okay. But then I did a Canadian tour, and we hit some really tiny towns, and then it's like, all right, I guess chips and salad. Yeah, yeah right. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the snag, isn't it? The other thing I noticed about the South when we were traveling around there as well, a lot of titty bars are just on the side of roads. 
more in the south than elsewhere yeah yeah like it's we, strange because like portland i used to live in portland they always claimed they had the most per capita of any city well i i did a gig in portland a couple of years ago and they, they told me there was a vegan strip club there there is casa yeah, yeah. diablo it's also modeled after the club from the bar from the movie from dust till dawn is that right tarantino one yeah Wowzers. They used to dip the... First of all, they give you change into... I've, I've heard all these stories yeah, yeah, things sure. I've heard. They'll give you change only in $2 bills and you're expected to give $2 per song instead of one. Right. And they would dip the edges of the $2 bills in red ink right. to, in, in keeping with the whole like uh, hell devil theme, whatever. Okay. Until they got in trouble with the government because you can't fucking dye money colors. <laughs> <laughs> so like everyone would have to whenever the money that. would that's circulate the, around that's town. what the government were upset about <laughs> yeah well i mean you can't like deface whenever banks would get it they would have to send it back to the mint and they'd get sent fresh money because you can't have and it's it also there. obvious where it's like the only right. place i've ever seen a two dollar bill is portland from that place and it's also brilliant because that means if you give change in this thing that everyone knows is from here you kind of have to spend it all there or right. else the next place you spend it someone knows where you got it unless you're not ashamed of it which but it was which i, I think is a reasonable thing yeah yeah the thing that freaked me out is the I, I wasn't even aware there were food in Teddy Boss. And why would you eat? Well, Portland has a law that every place that serves alcohol has to have food. Oh, I see. Okay. Which is pretty great, actually. And, and generally quite good food. Yeah. Like surprise, some yeah. really scuzzy looking dive bars in Portland will yeah. turn out to have really yeah. decent menus. It's a brilliant place, isn't it? It's great. It, what yeah. made you come here? Because what uh, I love about it is where you can just walk around. It's a nice walking city. I do miss it. I mean, it's changed. I've been gone six years and it's changed a lot, but I do miss it a lot. Uh, we'll be up there in we, a week and a half for the, or in fact, probably a week when this comes out, uh, yeah. for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Oh, nice. Come and Tim. see our live show on Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Where is that, Matt? The is live it, show is... Is it Doug Bossa Nova? It's the Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova Ballroom. Okay. 3 p.m. at the Bossa Nova Ballroom for uh, our live show. I should know that as the producer of it. But yeah, we also have, uh, quick plug, the cast of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return. Jonah Ray, Hampton Yunt, and Baron Vaughn are doing a show on Saturday, the 6th, at Revolution Hall. Um, and we have Pat Nozzle, Janine Groffalo, all kinds of great comics. Oh, great. BridgetownComedy.com for all the info. It's the 10th year. Might be the last year, so come check it out. Oh, nice uh, Come and, uh, yeah, and listeners come up and say hi. It's great when you do that. You know what else is great? What's that? When you send us some money to help keep this thing going oh, via yeah. the donation button on the Squarespace Power Probably Science.com website. Big thank you for donations from uh, Idris Guyton. Uh, Kyle Schmelzer thank you very much and the, we won't say what the dollar amount was but he did say in his message uh, life the universe and everything so you can he did. guess what the number is it was loads of two dollar bills I had it was it was a very specific Spot number of two dollar bills yes. uh, James Bull thank you very much thank you Natalie Stanley thank you very much what's this one this doesn't have a name Matthew oh no Duck. Matthew Duckett just yeah. moved on to the next page and thank you Destruction Lane uh, and monthly donations from Emma Wilton Le- uh, Leanne Mazia and Peter Lipschey. How do you Lipschey. Pre- thank you every time, every time. Uh, and also thank you everyone who uses the Amazon shopping link to buy their stuff. It costs you no extra. We get a little kickback. So thanks for that, and thanks for everyone who spreads the word by tweeting, writing nice things about us on the internet. Lovely. Do we yeah. have? I think we've got time for like another story, right? Sure. Yeah. One more story. Let's do one more. They're all. They and then all I've got to go week. So I'm oh, do you want to do the yeah. easy? Uh, do you want to do the easy throwing story? That's sure. I don't exactly <laughs> get. This show came up on the BBC News science page. Okay. Yeah, let's have a little bit of England. This, okay. well, it, it is a it is a scientist from Yale. Oh, I'm but out. I'm out. Sci- scientists have calculated the optimal strategy for throwing something accurately, whether it's a dart or a crumbled up piece of paper. Right. U.S. researchers say the slow is more accurate rule generally applies. This does feel pretty like yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in a series of calculations, they looked at the physics bit behind releasing a projectile with a human arm. Right. Their equations suggest a slow underarm throw is the best strategy for getting a piece of paper into a nearby bin. Okay. Uh, the lead re- researcher, Mad- Madhusudan Venkas- Venkadasan, I'm going to guess that's a Sri Lankan name, but I could be wrong, assistant professor of mechanical engineering and material science at Yale, says faster throws tend to be less accurate. This is because the ball... Again, this is... Uh, yeah. The ball travel... Well, I guess some people do kind of go like, no, I'm going to wang it in there and it'll yeah. hit the target. The ball travels in a nearly straight line, so any errors in the angle at which the object is released tend to be amplified. Yeah. In a slow and curved flight path, small errors in the angle of release have little effect. It's interesting because one, one of the joys of existence, let's not muck around, is um, getting a tea bag and uh, being across the other side of your kitchen and throwing the tea bag and getting it to land in your cup. 
Wow. Oh, and I've never attempted that's not that. something I ever try. Oh, well, join me, my friends. It's beautiful. But I've never. What's your What's your preferred teabag projectile? Do you like the pyramid overhand. bag though? Yep, pyramid. And I always go overhand. I've never gone like I've, n- I've never lowered myself to uh, to do it that low. It just It just feels like it's just kind of like meh. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. you know, there's something about that. You got to back yourself. It's the same thing as uh, who who was throwing back who was throwing free throws underhand. Wasn't there some big story recently about someone who had like? Well, the, it does it does say in this article. Isn't I don't a, know who was doing it, but it says in this article that in basketball, yeah, the underhand three free throw, nicknamed the granny throw, has a marginal advantage over overhand, despite almost disappearing from the game. Yeah, but you can never celebrate that basket. <laughs> because everyone's like, well, yeah, if you're going to do it like that, it's a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah, I thought there was some famous story about somebody but who was doing a, that. There's a cricketer who doesn't fully, you sort of bowl like that. He yeah. kind of goes, I think I think he goes like that because he's... Oh, so like rather than going over the top, it goes like so round yeah. the side almost horizontally. Because he's kind of got like, like his joints are kind of... Because well, the the rule, yeah, that because the only rule in cricket, I think, is it's go the like arm that. has to be straight and it has to make a rotation, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. So you can't you can't do you can't throw it. So if there's a belt if there's a bend in the elbow, yeah. if there's a sort of whipping effect, then that's not. Well, I think allowed. that's what he does then. Because so he so he must come but, around from the side. But it's because he like his his arm is a bit like do you know the footballer Garincha uh, years ago. He was born with one leg shorter than the other, and um, so he had kind of a natural like he walked very strangely. But he he can naturally unbalance defenders because he was just like. Whoop. You know, he could sort of just shift his weight a lot quicker. Yeah, um, it was similar with this guy that his because his arms bent. Interesting. You so he just has to say you can't you can't say hey you're not allowed to play cricket because well, you've got a bent arm. But it turns out he's really good, and everyone's like, well, actually, uh, no. Well, there there probably is a thing that even if if the batsman trained facing that, they'd get used to it. But we had I think it was one of the things when we had the author of the sports gene on the show that he was talking about that a. Uh, of elite athletes aren't watching the ball. That's right. bullshit. Yeah, like when they say, like when they tell kids at school, like watch the ball, never take your eyes off the ball. Yeah. At elite in elite sports, it's moving far too quickly to do that. Yeah, yeah. What you what you're actually doing is you're watching where the, the hand releases it, and you're instinctually knowing where the ball is going to be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like in baseball, for example, which is why they said a softball pitcher because softball is underarm. Yes. They sort of wind up and they throw it underarm. Yeah. And they said, like, a softball pitcher will get the best baseball... Like, they won't even, they won't even take the challenge because they don't want to be humiliated. Yeah, they're so not used to seeing... They'll get them out movements. every time because, yeah, they just haven't trained their eye to recognize that pattern. And I bet that's the same thing that's going on with that bowler where yeah. an elite batsman just isn't good at knowing what that hand is doing. They just yeah. don't... They can't yeah, yeah. compute because it's coming weirdly. yeah, yeah. By the way, I found the thing I was thinking of, which was uh, the Malcolm Gladwell podcast, Revisionist History. Have you guys heard that? No. The third episode of that is about Wilt Chamberlain changing to an underarm free throw shot and then suddenly having a much better percentage, but then uh, eventually switching back, I think, just out of embarrassment. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it's amazing how people just go, well, I can't look like a granny. Um, in sports such as basketball or darts, the strategy d- depends on conditions and the trade-off needed between speed and accuracy. For example, darts players throw overarm at about 55.5 meters per second, optimally releasing the dart 17 to 37 degrees before the arm becomes vertical. And they are, I mean, they are species, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Is darts a big thing over here? Uh, I Not professionally, but, you know, it's a big bar thing, I guess. But. Right, yes. But they, they have, um, like, the darts championships... The world it's huge at, um, in a big shop is at Lakeside, don't they? Well, uh, and, and Alexander some, Palace as well. That's right. And the footage when, like, as the athletes, so basically darts players, they have big proper units, proper waddling <laughs> their way, but thump, thump, thump. and then it cuts to the crowd, and it's just if you ever wanted the perfect kind of cutaway for kind of mangled, <laughs> <laughs> ugly English people, it's just like oh, it's wonderful. It's great. It's just so glorious. Everyone's so, smoking, I'm sure. The oh, mate, yeah, it's proper, like, yellow teeth. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's beautiful. It's really great. And they all come on, and it's all kind of low budget. So it's still on, on BBC, and, you know, they kind of come on, and they've got, like, cloaks and stuff like that. It's sort of somewhere between, like, a really shit cabaret act and, like, WWF. It is yeah. it's I mean? sort of a bit like what bowling, bowling. was in America yeah, in, the, yeah, in yeah. the 70s and 80s. It's really good They had fun. a moment, yeah. That was, that was There's a guy that comes on with, like, candles. He's got a few candles lit, and that's it. What? <laughs> yeah, but they've all got their own intro music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's all that, but, and, it, and you can almost hear the click. You know, simply the best. It doesn't even. It doesn't glide in. It's like now, Barbara. Yeah. Simply, 
It's really good. I, I would recommend it if you want a... I tell you, and that's a good thing to kind of fall asleep to. Just, just kind darts. of watching darts. Yeah, darts and snooker. You know, very kind of... Yeah, mm. Snooker's another one that was on TV. It was, it's still on TV, but it was huge in the 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Um, so apparently, in cricket, fielders fielders are more likely to strike the wicket with a fast underarm throw. Yes. Um, and it says, Accurate throwing is uniquely human, a skill relied on by our ancient ancestors for hunting with spears or stone tools. But wait. The researchers say monkeys also throw things, but they are really bad at it. Really? <laughs> That's the end of the article. <laughs> well, the as opposed, <laughs> the last thing, as opposed, did you see that, that glorious footage the other day of the monkey that threw its own shit at the grandmother? And no. Oh, 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 I always look No, I did not see that. Monkey shit throwing. Um, in what? fact, it was sent to me by um, a friend of the show, Steve Hall. <laughs> and, and he said it and he said it's the and I quote best monkey shit fling ever <laughs> and he's got a point I haven't even seen it with sound this I've is just, a 10 minute video yeah I've only seen the gif of it but Why the gif is there a 10 minute am I gonna have to skim through the kind of thing she's taking her grandchildren to the zoo for whatever reason the monkey's looked at her and gone not for me that one that wrinkly old one, he's shat in his hand and he's thrown it at her face and it, it lands square on her. Oh! And, and there you go. You're about to see the the, uh, the money shot as it cuts away. It's, uh, it's a, you're about, <laughs> oh God, uh, no. it's right on her nose. It's so awful. Poor woman. It's the, well, you know, he did, it, he I mean, did that it. is, that is proof that there, you know, there is no higher power Look. in the universe. She's done a lovely thing and she's right. covered in monkey shit. And you know how he threw it? Under he did underhand. He did do it under underhand. underhand. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, exactly. But if it, it's awful, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's, it's just it's so it's perfect. So, but it's that thing where. <laughs> and then she turns to the camera. It, it, it's on her like it's a fake nose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's the look of, why? But that, you see, her look that she's given when she's covered in shit, that's exactly what the audience at darts events look like. <laughs> um, well, there you go. I'm, I'm, and, and if you haven't seen that and if you've listened at home, do yourself a favor. <laughs> oh my God! It's. I mean, it's it's a perfect. Amazing. It's, it's Why does the, she we'll leave post it, it for so long? She doesn't wipe it off right away. It's the perfect we, throw. We, I think it's because you have that like. Is, what did the, this just happen? Yeah. Uh, it. We'll post it on the what, on, yeah. in the show notes and on probablyscience.com. What? Sorry, what were you going to say, Russ? I was going to say it's proof that the underarm does work. You're yeah, right. it does. That is a perfect underarm throw. What we need to do, and it proves that the monkeys have got good aim. But we need to get another old lady and another monkey uh, to shit in his hand to throw it over harm to see if he can this, get this it. This is a comparison. Get the exactly. Same, you had to get the same lady just to con- control. Was it yeah, fluke? Yeah. Was it perfect? Also, uh, for future people who are uh, going to videotape monkeys possibly throwing shit. Turn your phone sideways for the love of Christ. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. God. Well, as somebody who's made a news based show with clips in, I can heartily oh, agree with you. Yeah. The amount of times you looked at a clip, you're like, Dead, it's going to look is... bad on telly. Yeah, you have to do that weird, slightly, like on either side of it, the inverse of the image. Yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, lit yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we used to do a whole section of it in one of the clip shows I worked on called Vertical Video Theater. Just put them all in one, oh, really? in one segment, get yeah, it out of the yeah, way. Yeah. Well, Landscape, you guys. You don't ever want portrait video unless you're on Snapchat. Uh, I, uh, I concur. Well, I've enjoyed that. It was, it was a lot of fun. Sorry to be a swine. Oh, no, no. you got to eat. Yes. I've got to leg it. Well, we, we've just it. got to the last story anyway. Um, Russell, yes. the, where can our listeners, and I'm guessing this will be more of a North American thing because I'm guessing everyone who listens to the show who's British is very aware of you, yes. but where can our listeners find more about you and where you're going to be? Because you're uh, going to be on tour, right? I am, yeah. I've got some of the dates here. Hang on one sec. Da, 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 da. Oh, are you looking it up? Uh, oh, well done, okay. That makes more oh. sense. Uh, my tour manager, Kumar, has just passed me the dates. Um, I'm doing... Um, Atlanta, a place called The Earl. Zany's in Nashville on the 3rd of May. Uh, the the a synagogue in DC. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no, I have not. Yeah, I've never great. actually been to DC. The fourth and I am doing that on the fourth of May. Nice. Um, uh, I'm doing New York in the Gramercy, sixth of May. I'm trying to do. The, oh yeah, right. If there's anyone who's in Vermont, I'm there on the tenth uh, of May, and we're doing two shows, and it's a hundred and sixty seater. Let me tell you how many tickets I've sold. Seventeen. I don't think you're so, supposed to say that. I could do it. No, no, no it's, I, I don't give a shit. I just like if there's anyone in Vermont, come along. Do um, it, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's we I, definitely have Vermont listeners. That's the one where I haven't sold any tickets. Come along. Don't dress up as a monkey and throw your shit at me. <laughs> it's not that kind of gig. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing gigs basically 
throughout America. And by the time this airs, your Corden uh, yeah. set will have aired. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, do- I'm doing James's show tomorrow. And then, yeah, I'm sort of just here for the States, in the States for about a month, just doing various gigs. I'm in Portland at the Alberta Rose. Do you oh, know that's that? a great theater. Yeah. I love it. When is that? That, my friend, is on the 18th of May. 18th and of May. And we did it last year. It was, it, was, it was really interesting because nobody kind of knows me here. So we yeah. did it last year. And I think we'd sort of half sold it. And we kind of t- took a walk along that road. And everyone who was out and about, you're like, these are the pe- perfect people we'd like to get in the gig. Yeah. So it's the first time that I've ever gone, fuck it, let's just, I was like handing out tickets. Yeah, yeah. And it was amazing, wasn't it, Kay? We literally great. just It was around. like you were doing Edinburgh again before you yeah, had a fan base. Completely. But it was like, we were looking around going, oh, they look fun. Uh, do you want to come to watch a comedy show? And it was great, man. It was really good. That so, was my neighborhood. I lived in was it? three different houses oh, along Alberta. Fantastic place. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I used to live two blocks from that theater, actually. Did you yeah. really? It's great. Well, hopefully, a large number of those people will come back to see you this time around. I hope so, yeah. Be good. Sweet. May 18th. How about you guys? So you, and the Bridgetown Festival in Portland next. Wh- and when May is 4th, that? May fourth through seventh, 130 comics. Oh, uh, nice man! Yeah, uh, BridgetownComedy.com. Get your full pass, and then you can just hop around to see all the. Oh, that's going to be sweet. So you're, you're there for a good. That must be amazing for you to go home as well. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it's, oh, I'm, I drive up on Monday, and then uh, we'll get to. We're doing a pre-show. Um, a special show with Pat Oswalt at a 3,000 seater that's like 99% sold out but if, oh, amazing. if you want to check that out go to portland5.com see if there's still a ticket or two left he's a wonderful comic and a wonderful man I saw him do um, I was at the uh, Stu Goldsmith's uh, Comedians Comedian podcast that he oh. did in Montreal oh yeah yeah and it was absolutely brilliant yeah really what a comic Oh, actually, what by the time this comes out, I can announce that, um, yeah, this it'll be sold out, so we can say it now. Patton is actually going to be on a uh, friend of the show, Brian Cook's um, show, Reunited. Have you seen that show yet, What Matt? is that? Uh, Brian Cook and Josh Androsky interview a guest as though they are doing a cast reunion from a sitcom from the 80s that never existed. Right. But Brian and Josh have created an elaborate backstory of what that show entailed, and they just interview this person. I think person. I've heard about this. It's yeah, really great. Yeah, it's, I've heard that. And yeah. Patton's going to be the guest at the Thursday, May 4th, one we're doing for the festival at the Boston Nova Theater. So. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, that sounds amazing. Go to that. Go and definitely see Russell on tour. He's hilarious. He's fantastic. And if you... And because you're in North America, you get to see him substantially closer than you would if you went to see him in London point. or Absolutely. anywhere in the UK. Yeah. I'll touch you. <laughs> I, really, I really enjoyed that, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Lovely yeah. to see you. Take care. Have a good trip. See you around. Bye. Bye.